Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. It's a horror movie-themed edition of the Movie Zone this week. It's horrible for you. Uh, it's the end of February, and no better time for horror movies than February. Yes. That's uh, always been, I've always said on this program, Austin, scare us in February. That's the time. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's all joking aside... Every year around Valentine's Day, there seems to be a lot of horror movies that are yeah. released. It's kind of weird, but anyway. He's Adrian Lizer. It's a genre that knows no season. Fear knows no season. Yes. That Se- sounds like the subtitle <laughs> of the horror movie. Yes. Seasons don't fear the Reaper, and <laughs> horror movies don't fear no season. This sounds, huh? That huh? was a Gordon Monson. Yeah. Uh, this is the name of the movie. for If you ever made a horror movie, Kay. it would be... Death Winter. Death Winter. Love it. Fear Knows No Season. Oh, Austin. Starring. Do you think I could get Liam Neeson in that thing? Because you know <laughs> he would play. Um, I don't know who you are. Winter. What is it? Death's Winter? Death Winter? What'd yeah, you say? Death Winter. Death Winter. Fear Knows No Season is obviously um, Liam Neeson is uh, trying to get to. He lives in Alaska, right? And he's trying to get to the springtime thaw because there is a ancient uh, Alaskan woods creature that people don't okay. really know what it is. The Inuits have talked about it for and a, it, yes. history. And yeah. it's where the legend of Sasquatch came from. But he knows because he lives through it every single year. But this year, the creatures figured out a way to survive the spring thaw. Liam. Where you at? Sounds about as good as the last Liam Neeson movie he did. So, Hey, if he can be a vengeful snowplow driver <laughs> or get shredded to pieces by wolves, <laughs> he can do this movie. All right. So there you go. Is We've that just, how easy it is to pitch a movie? That's it. That's We just did we it. We just did it. And if you know what will be sad? Someone will hear that that has connections better than us, make the movie, win an Oscar, and we'll still be poor. Well, we live in a litigious society here, Austin, and we're time-stamping this as December 27th, 2020, so everyone (laughs) knows, for the record. But uh, we do have, we have a horror movie opening this week at Megaplex Theaters, and we've got a local filmmaker, former, well, not former, once a Laytone, always a Laytone, Nick Jensen, Leighton High grad, who's now a local filmmaker, he's made a horror movie as well that we'll talk to him about in the second segment today. Excited to talk to him. And uh, then we got some uh, good news and rumors out there involving Megaplex Theaters to get to you as well. Yes, a couple stories coming out of Megaplex and a uh, director much maligned for his work with Star Wars, but made a great movie called Knives Out. And he had some interesting comments to make about a global powerhouse company and what they allow or don't allow in movies so we'll have to let you hear that well before we get too far into it and open up the the or tell you about what movies are coming out this week how did everybody do at the box office last weekend adrian well austin i'm glad you asked sonic the hedgehog led the weekend another 26 million dollars call of the wild 24 million okay uh and your movie brahms the boy 2 brought in a whopping 
five million dollars so five million yeah wow that's about five million more than it should have earned and your uh, year to date austin five gentlemen four birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn number three doolittle number two sonic the hedgehog and number one bad boys for life i met a neighbor of mine at church last weekend who took his young uh i think his son is almost four and they went and saw Hedge- sonic the hedgehog and enjoyed themselves good immensely yeah he he said he liked it as much as the four-year-old right did. so there you go that's out there still if you want to go check it out uh i haven't heard much about the call of the wild but it sounds like it made some okay coin considering yeah I mean, boring book. Why would it be an amazing book? Oh, my movie? gosh. The, maybe the most boring book I've ever read. No, I read A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. That's the most boring book I've ever. In fact, in my high school English class, uh, after I was assigned to read that and then give a report, uh-huh. the title of my report was A Tree Grows in Stink in Brooklyn. That was the name of my report. I like it. And in. how was your grade? And I think one of my lines in there was the, the book... Reads about as slowly as a tree grows. So, <laughs> uh, I got a D minus on the report. I remember that immensely. Why? Because <laughs> you didn't like a book? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I told the truth. Man, when I was in AP Lit. I'm kidding. I think I got a B minus. When I was in AP Lit, there were a couple books that were so bad. And my teacher loved them, but we just had to argue why we hated them. Such as? Any come to mind? Um, like, well, if she's listening, shout out to Miss Thackeray. She's a great teacher. Um, like, our mutual friend, not a big fan. Charles Dickens. Oh, the name of the book is Our Mutual Friend. Oh, yes. okay. Um, I thought you were setting that up for someone that we both know. No. That you're not a fan of. No, 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 no. And I was going to feel bad for Tony Parks for a second. But <laughs> that <laughs> would assume he's a friend. Just no, just kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> By the way. Best of luck to Tony and his vocal cords. Yeah. He's been um, struggling a bit. Yeah. I hope he should honestly, you know, take a sick day just from, like, using it. Obviously, he'll come in to do the show. Perhaps we could still do the Tony and Austin show, but he will just write his takes and you'll read them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll try to do it in his voice. That'll go well. Yeah, that'll go great. All right. So, there you go. That's the uh, box office report and then some other nonsense. So, you're welcome. Crime and punishment, though, all for it. Now, we've got a poll question this week. And the reason I wanted to do this poll question... It's a downtime around here, Austin. People are... I knew exactly why it came. It's surprising to not many that the poll question was released a little bit after 11 o'clock following the Jazz and the Celtics. Yes, it was and, uh, not far into the postgame show. No, it was not. In fact, I, poll question I think it was in brain. the middle of Quinn Snyder's postgame press conference. <laughs> and uh, it's a good one, though. It's exactly what people needed. And it blew up. It did. And uh, that question is, of course... What movie, no matter how many times you watch it, always puts you in a better mood? Yes. At Austin Horton, at AP Lizer, at Zone Sports Net. We'll get to your responses here in a matter of moments. But the movie's coming out this week to start with the horror film that's being offered, The Invisible Man. Yeah. Speaking of books, this is based on a novel, but then twisted into a horror type thing, and I won't see it. Adrian? I, uh... This okay. It looks good to me, honestly. It looks like one you would enjoy, honestly. Um, Elizabeth Moss, of course, known for her roles in um, The Handmaid's Tale, 
and uh, the I guess the bad guy's name in this is Adrian. So you know, whatever. <laughs> So there you go. So, uh, uh, but uh, it's a it's a take on like you mentioned the classic Invisible Man story, um, but this is a new kind of like remember when we panned Fantasy Island a couple weeks ago? Yeah. By the way, uh, our mutual friend Tony Park said it wasn't right. that bad, uh, Fantasy Island, but I don't. A ringing How endorsement. could it be? It good? wasn't that bad. How could it be good? <laughs> but uh, you know, this is the a horror interpretation of this, and. Uh, looks it plays and i think this is a good one that plays in the fear of obviously it's going to be about telling a fear of yours or something that's trying to kill you in this case that no one believes yeah i think that the only fear in this isn't just that an invisible guy is you know stalking her and trying to kill her it's the fact that probably no one believes her and she has to go through the movie trying to prove um this you know that this person exists and it's kind of it kind of reminds me maybe in a way it probably won't be as good but like a quiet place kind of played into silence well i think this movie is going to play into like they're going to show a lot of empty spaces on tv on the on the screen and as a viewer you're going to be like where is he yeah you know little known fact i play the invisible man in this movie do you? Well, there's no way for you to prove if I, that I don't. I don't see you. Uh, did you get your SAG card finally? No. You have to actually be on screen. <laughs> you have to, as, as we've have learned. To see you? Oh, okay, again. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's enough about this terrible movie. All right. The other movie coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's rated R for some... For How about this? For some strong, bloody violence. Okay. And language. Rated R. The other movie that I'm interested that comes out this week, maybe the greatest TV show in the history of television. I'm just going to sit this one out because I couldn't agree with you less. Impractical Jokers is just pure genius and brilliance. If you're not familiar, four lifelong friends compete to embarrass each other by one wearing a earpiece, the other three hanging back in a different area of the city or building they're in, and challenging the person wearing the earpiece to pull wild and crazy pranks on the unsuspecting public. They've made a movie, and it is... Listen to the reviews about this movie. they're also on tour, which I don't know how you do an Coming to Vivint Smart yeah. Home Arena. I don't know how you do a tour of it, so they must put on a fun show. They do. That's not exactly like... What they do on screen, maybe? Well, it, they've, they've, they, do you know that on their tour, they have stuff that isn't shown on TV that they show on a big screen. Oh, okay. Then they break back to the live stuff, do some, it's like a stand up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Then they break to more unseen footage, and it's really cool. All power to people who can kind of pivot a little bit to mm-hmm. go into the live realm. So yeah. good for them. IMDb, seven and a half out of 10. Same as Invisible Man. Rotten Tomatoes, 40%. Fandango, 86%. Okay. Google, 94%. The, the, the truth about Impractical Jokers, the movie, is if you like the TV show, you'll like the movie. If you don't, don't go see the movie. Reminds me of the Jackass movies. It's perfect. You know, but not to the... Ex- not as irreverent. Not as... Yeah, not as... You're not, they're not going to toss somebody in a porta potty off into a catapult like they're not going to do that but what wasn't that called the poodle pult or yeah, something, something like that yeah. yeah that's not what the impractical jokers do but uh it's kind of like you're saying it's if you're a fan of it you'll probably like it if you just are like i'm gonna go see i've never seen the show but i'm gonna head to the impractical jokers movie you'll probably dislike you might it not like strongly it. Yeah. yeah all right so there you go those are the movies coming out this week
Now there's also a Pixar Marathon. Yes. At Megaplex this weekend. I don't know if they have any tickets left. Call the theater. Check out Megaplex.com uh, and see if you can get, still get in on the marathon leading up to the future of uh, Onward that we'll talk about next week. Yes, which I saw. And we'll talk about it next week. Uh, now, let's get to the poll question let's responses. At Austin Horton, at AP Lizer. The movie's own poll question. Name a movie that puts you in a better mood no matter how many times you see it. I knew your response before you even replied with the gif of forgetting Sarah Marshall. I couldn't find the one I really wanted, right. but I went with that one. Well, and there if you'd use really, the one, yeah, if you'd use the one you really wanted to use, yes. you'd be fired. Yes, yes. So. But uh, yes, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Watched it like two days ago. Never, 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 never gets to old. To me, never not funny. And it puts you in a better Lloyd's mood. never seen it. That's that's a crime. Boggles the mind. But uh, it's not for everybody, but it's just, it happens to be something that the humor I really find super funny. If you don't like that movie, I don't like you. Right. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Sorry. And that's just the truth. Yeah. And uh, kind of underrated, I think, too. Yep. Yeah. Braden says Step Brothers is his go-to. Uh, Tyler B. says, always find my happy place with Happy Gilmore. Okay, not bad. And of course, can't go wrong with Happy Got Gilmore. the gif of the happy place in, yes. the, uh, in the movie. Back to the Future from JP. That's a good feel-good movie. Back to the Future never gets old. Blair Red says, "May sound stupid. There are no stupid answers on the movie yeah. zone." But he says, "May sound stupid, but Deuce is wild. Okay. So cheesy for a drama and a lot of unintentional comedy. Sure. So for him, watching a cheesy bad movie cheers him up, which is fine." Uh, similarly, Ben Coombs, our, our friend Ben, says Nacho Libre. That's a, that is not a great movie, but it is a feel-good, make you put you in a better, happier, lighter mood than you were before watching it. Bad take on sports, says the other guys. Okay, and Bill Bob sense. also responds with that. And There's so that, many great one-liners. That's, uh, that's a bad movie with great one-liners. I, I like that movie. It's yeah. kind of one of the... Like, I didn't expect Wahlberg and Will Ferrell to be so good together, but... <laughs> Creighton, my my buddy from high school and junior high, Creighton Green. Too many Lancers. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Love Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's I. It's a That's beautiful a piece of cinema. Yeah, the movie a lot of people seem to not like. Why? But did you know that Ben Stiller did all the longboarding in that movie? He did not. He did because he's like a. Av- my wife and I were just talking about this. I thought there would be there was no chance. He's he did like all- an avid longboarder, and he's going like ninety miles yeah. an hour down that mountain in Iceland yeah. or wherever he was. Uh, Joseph says, "Support your local sheriff or the great race." A couple of old ones. Um, Don Einsbarth. Sorry, Eisenbarth? Don Eisenbarth. A Leighton Leighton. And I'm skipping his. No, come on. Uh, he says uh, he sends in a gift from uh, the Princess Bride. Always Perfect a good answer. choice. Landon. We're about joy today, Austin. Exactly. When was That's the last why, time? Is the, there any coincidence? When was the last time the Jazz won a game? Like, is, there, is there any coincidence that the theme of this week's show is joy? And there is two Lancers coming into studio next segment. Oh a Lancer here with you now. Two Lancers thus far who responded to the poll question. Leighton, the home place. Of, <laughs> the, 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 the home, home of good. The home of joy. The home of joy. Uh, Bill, Bob, and Landon say Galaxy Quest. Oh, love, love it. By Grapthor's hammer, I shall be avenged. <laughs> rest Michael. In, rest in peace. <laughs> Michael says Lego Batman. Okay. Didn't really care for Lego Batman. How about Batman. these one from uh, Eric? He says uh, Across the Universe. I know you hate that movie. I do. Scott Pilgrim and Anchorman. 
I'll take Anchorman. Our guy Eric Jensen says Anchorman. Evan Heiler says Field of Dreams, Moneyball, Sandlot, Life as We Know It, and Bad Boys, all of them. Uh, Emily Farr, big-time listener to the show. Yes, uh, she says The Proposal. I agree with her. Ryan Reynolds and um, Sandra, Bullock Sandra Bullock. And Betty White yep. and Craig T. Nelson. And why am I spacing the woman who plays his mother, her name? Why am I spacing her name? She was an elf. She was in Back to the Future 3. Yeah. What's her name? I don't remember. Tell me her name. I don't remember. Here's right. one that you'll disagree with. I'll look it up. Chad says the Titanic. Now, I wonder if he's being Ugh. ironic or did he not watch to the end? Mary Steenburgen. Yes. Sorry, as you were. Did he not watch till the end because they go down? Spoiler alert. Spoiler, the, the ship sinks. It's such a good movie, you'll die to see it. Connor C. says Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Love that movie. Always, I always get a little touched at the end you know it's it's an emotional ending and uh love that movie so i 100 percent agree with him fly through some of these quick jesse says miracle jay says remember the titans simproto says scott pilgrim brent says christmas vacation matt says coach carter mm-hmm. billy says big fish samuel l yelling at some high school kids really but it's a feel good it's a comeback movie yeah, it's an underdog movie and then Tristan with Down Periscope, <laughs> which J- Jake Scott and I were just talking about on air on the Big Show earlier this week, how it is a amazingly terrific, terrible movie. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. So good answers. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for and keep sending them in. Love, uh, yeah, because we all need something to help us forget about the current state of the Utah Jazz. Now, not all our listeners, which I've learned a lot lately, are like sports jazz fans they're just here for the movie zone so to all of you big shout out to you as well for just sending in movies that you like yeah for sure it doesn't have to be and that's why the poll question didn't mention the jazz right but that is what gave birth to this poll question so but i feel like we have you know we have a unique thing going where we have a good mix of listeners and we obviously yes can't say enough how much we appreciate we've been doing this almost four to five years now and uh it's changed a lot, but we couldn't do it without everybody. Yep, for sure. And b- before we end this segment, I, I do need to take a moment and thank every oh, yeah. one of you who came out and saw Guys and Dolls because you heard the interviews with the cast and crew here on the Movie Zone. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we, we wrap, we're wrapping this weekend, and it has been an incredible success. Uh, and Margot will be blessed beyond uh, uh, mention for all of your donations and kind uh, uh, spending time with us at the theater. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Congrats, Austin. I forgot to mention that. That's Congrats on the run, and it's not an easy thing to put together. I did, like, stage crew for part of my time in high school, and it's it's not an, it's a lot of commitment, and it's not easy. And Stage congrats. crew is the hardest job in all of, of show business. And uh, no, I'm kidding. You did a great job, and it's been fun i can't talk about i get a mo i i seriously i can't believe it's over yeah that's why i I can't talk about it because i'm gonna miss it so much so hoping to do more shows down the road in the future but this one was obviously for a special cause and therefore has a special place in my heart coming up next we will get uh nick jensen he's a local filmmaker from layton making a horror movie up adrian's alley but if i know nick He's actually more up my alley in terms of what movies he enjoys. So he's one of those crossover types. Yes. 
not really a, a horror aficionado, but makes a great movie. We'll talk about it next here on the Movie Zone. Many nights we've And now, back to the movies with the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Second segment of the Movie Zone. Austin Horton, Adrian Lazar here with you on the Zone Sports Network. And you're listening to the soundtrack of the week, The Prince of Egypt. I've always said this is the best movie ever made, Adrian. And anyone else that also says that, they're just copycatting me. Yes, exactly. And I know in college you studied it extensively. I wrote papers to defend yep. that uh, stance. I haven't seen Prince of Egypt in a long time, but I do remember it being enjoyable. Watched it in Sunday school. Oh, yeah? Yes. It uh, was allowed in your church, it's a, huh? it's a, Movies are allowed in my church. Ah, so, well. Uh, then it must not be that great a of a church yeah, must if not they're be, allowing yeah. the Hollywood influence. No, but it's a, it's a good film, and uh, <laughs> there's a reason, obviously, for this being our soundtrack yeah. of the day. Not only because it has to do with Leighton High School. Well, mostly. Lancer Pride up in here tonight. <laughs> but of, of course, uh, it is, I, that is not my position on Prince of Egypt. No. And I did not write papers to defend that. All that but is true, like yeah. but not about me. It's true about our guest, Nick Jensen. Welcome to the Movie Zone. Yeah, thanks for having me here. Thanks for uh, playing the best soundtrack from a movie ever made. <laughs> uh, yes. I appreciate it. Now, you you did tell us that you're, that's the best movie ever made, Prince I, of Egypt. I, yeah, I firmly believe that. And this is after years of studying film, of you know taking college courses on it, being raised within it. I honestly believe it's the perfect movie. To me, the, the, the uh, merit of a movie is how many people can enjoy it. Hmm. And I've always felt like the Prince of Egypt, it has a little something for everybody. Okay. Do you believe movie. it was made in 1998? Seems like that's yeah, how wow. long ago. What was that 22 years? And it won an Oscar, I assume, for Best Animated Picture. Oh, I, I thought it won an Oscar for that song. Yeah, it might. Oh, have is that what? That it, we just oh, it played. did win uh, mm-hmm. Best Original Song when you believe Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston. Yeah, it was not even a nominate, not even nominated for Best Animated Feature. That's that uh, ninety-eight. Year. Would have been Toy Story. Well, maybe no, they didn't have that back then. I don't. know. Oh yeah, maybe. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the cool. movie zone. Now we teased it before break, but just to remind those listeners that may just be tuning in now, you and first of all. You're a smart, handsome, beautiful person. Stop. And that's because you graduated from the greatest high school ever, Layton High School. Lancer Pride all the way, yes. absolutely. Uh-huh. Now, you graduated about 100 years after I did. <laughs> but we are both we're fellow Lancers, and I'm excited that you were tabbed by the Utah Film Commission to make a movie, and you've done so. What what what, is, what was that like? What's that about? Yeah, it's so uh, we actually originally got uh, tabbed by his name's Jim Lucas. He's a attorney out of New York, and he's the financier of the project. Okay, um, so he had this uh, story he'd been working on for years, years, and years, and he wanted to kind of get it produced into a film. And he found us, 
and then we got sponsorship through the film commission gotcha. to support that way. Um, we act, we talk a lot on the show about the incentive programs, mm-hmm. and I uh, saw in this article that you were uh, that they mentioned there is a portion of the incentive program for local works mm-hmm. and uh, small works. And can you kind of talk about that process maybe a little bit through that incentive program because yeah. that is something we talk about a lot on this show. So. Yeah, it's first of all, it's a great incentive program. It's yeah. something I mean that really I think does a lot of you know not just speaking from someone who obviously has a vested interest right, yeah, in it. Exactly. <laughs> but I honestly, it's it's great for the state. It, it brings in a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, the process for it, it's kind of a kind of a rigorous process. Yeah. Um, you have to have you have to, first the first thing they ask for is a completed script. So you have to show them a full and completed. They want to be able to read through it, kind of, you know, see what everything's all about. And then you have to come up with um, budget projections of in-state spending. So we had to prove that, you know, not only were we going to spend this much money, but we were going to spend within the state. And then the thing I really liked about it um, is you have to prove at least 85% of your cast and crew are Utah residents. Oh, wow. So, so I love that. Yeah, not yeah. only does it vest the, the, you know, the dollars into the state, but also in the great talent that's in right. this state, it really, you know, it's there to give that opportunity. which Keeps those talents here rather than they go into California or mm-hmm. elsewhere for work. Yeah, They're exactly. working here. Very great. Cool. So what is, what's the movie called? What's it about? So the, the movie is called All Hallows Day Eve. So it's a family film. <laughs> I mean, a romantic comedy. You know, there there are elements of is that. Is it like into The it. Hangover? <laughs> no. All right. So All Hallows Day Eve. All okay. Hallows Day Eve, or A H D E. I tried to wait, find ways to shorten it. <laughs> well, what is it? A horror film? Yeah, it's okay. it's kind of it's kind of a cross genre. Um, so our producer, um, who came up with the story originally. And he and I co-wrote the script together. He he wanted, you know, he's horror is where he's coming from. I love writing comedies, and I love writing romantic comedies. That's uh-huh. like my dream with him. I'm like, I just want to write like a sitcom or a rom com. Right. That's my. So it's kind of a weird cross genre. That is weird. Yeah. That's so because I think, as you say that, I think you'd probably agree with me more uh, on my stance on horror films. That if I'm going to go to a movie, I want to laugh and feel good, not feel miserable and, and like I'm being dragged to hell. Like my co-host, Adrian, he prefers the latter. He well, prefers prefer- <laughs> Annabelle's stealing soul movies. Rob's the boy, too. Now, uh, now, prefers is a strong word there, Austin, but uh, I do enjoy horror movies. My theory here, let me write, you can write a paper on this if you want. Let's hear it. My, uh, my theory is, is that people go to horror movies for the same reason people go to comedies. They want to feel that feeling of happiness and laughter. Now, many people are weird like myself, and they want to feel the the you know the goosebumps come up on their skin when they they, they know the bad guys behind someone. They, you kind of go for the emotional. It's kind of like an emotional hit a little yeah, bit. It's like that feel you get on a roller coaster. It's right. like that simulation of danger. Right. And I oh, never I'm go on roller coasters. Yeah. I refuse. <laughs> so awesome. that's why I go to horror movies. Um, talk about. So we're talking about the uh, the movie itself, and I, you don't have to give away too much of the plot or anything. But talk about some of the filming locations, maybe some places people might recognize when they go to see your movie. Yeah, absolutely. So we we filmed 100% of it is filmed in the state. It's all filmed in northern Utah. Um, the key location we're actually in a house in Farmington. Okay. So we're we're in a house that's right on State Street in Farmington. Old school historic downtown Farmington. Mm-hmm, very much so. This By is the old courthouse kind of down mm-hmm. there. Okay. Now this is according to the owner of the house. So if I'm wrong on this, you know I'm citing my source. So blame them. <laughs> uh, 
It's the third oldest house in Farmington, and it was actually the first house to have indoor plumbing in the city of Farmington. Wow. It's, a, it's about a 120-year-old house. Have they updated the plumbing? <laughs> it seemed pretty good. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was kind of a kind of a spooky house. Yeah, right? I bet. Because half of it, so it's it's two stories, like a two story Victorian, and the top floor of it burned out like sixty years ago, like burned completely. And so this owner, she bought the house, and she's been kind of restoring it as she goes. For the last 60 years? Uh-huh. Oh, And man. so parts of it are like, oh, like this is very sleek and modern. And then there, you there turn a corner and house. you're like, oh. yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is it, a haunted yeah, house. Yeah, it's it haunted. Terrible. Yeah. Our, our set builder, who's the most reckless guy on the face of this earth, is, you know, those builder and construction That's what you want your been, set builder to be. Oh, reckless. Oh, he Did he have to even build any sets? Or was he just pointed at the burned out closet <laughs> and put a crying child in there? And that was what, he, he was there and his wife is actually my second assistant director. Uh-huh. And, you know, people were coming back and forth. But we... we you know, when you rent out the house, you know, usually the owner vacates the house because film crews are very loud and obnoxious and it's a horror film. So we were shooting from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m., which is when people like to sleep, I hear. How'd the neighbors enjoy that? Oh, I don't think they did at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he, he, you know, people were coming and he's like, are we allowed to sleep in this house? <laughs> and his wife is sitting there next to me. She's just shaking her head, giving me like the cross. She's like, no, no. I'm like, I mean, technically, he goes, I'm so excited. And he spent every night in this house. I was like, I would not wow. spend, you could not pay me enough money to sleep in this house. Nope. <laughs> well, I will say, it sounds like you found the perfect location we did. for... Yeah. And off air, I want the address so I can never drive by it again. Sounds good. I don't uh, want any ghosts somehow following me home. Uh, so can you give us kind of a like a loose storyline yeah, or sure, sure. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. this movie? My, my and, elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. See, there's this guy and he's been dead the whole movie, but you don't realize it till the end of the movie. Oh, spoiler. Man, <laughs> Man that would be a good you just You just, as Nate Bargatze said about The Sixth Sense, it made more sense to you that his wife just wasn't talking to him for a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> than the fact that he was dead the whole movie. Sorry, I jumped again. What's your movie about? <laughs> so, um, it's a story of... Uh this girl named Jess, who decides to throw a Halloween party for her old college friends. Um, she she rents out this uh, bed and breakfast, this recently remodeled bed and breakfast, um, in her hometown, and invites a bunch of her old sorority sisters, who then bring some of their boyfriends, so you get this nice little hodgepodge of people, <laughs> for a Halloween party. And um, one of the girls kind of disappears midway through the party. But she's the friend that nobody likes. We all have one of those friends. Mm, I'm, yeah, he, my group, this his person, name is Nick. Right, and this person knows exactly who if I'm I am. If I don't have one of those friends, am I that? Yes. Friend? Okay. Yes. Right. Sorry. Dude. I'm glad you said it, so I didn't have. <laughs> but yeah, so they kind. Of, she kind of disappears, and you know, the group half the group kind of gets concerned, like, oh, where is she? And the other half thinks she's kind of pulling one on them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of split up to to find her, and gradually people start to. Mm. Vanish. Sounds spooky. Yeah. Right. And I've always said the most underutilized genre, Austin, is romance horror. And it sounds like that's what we're getting. Exactly. Have you always said that? Yes, I have. Since when? Since Just now? Every show. Yeah. That's an academic's opinion. Yes, right it is. I love it. He yes. signs every show off with, yes. and the best count. Not enough horror. Yep. Romance. Now, that was my defense to my producer. I'm like, do you know what this, I'm like, I know people are like disappearing, <laughs> but do you know what this means right now? 
a meat cute before the, between this guy. Uh, yes. <laughs> a meat cute. This, this is what it's just an awkward. I'm going to put a slight edit into this. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, cool. you make my dreams come true by Hells and Notes is just oh, plain. Yes. Uh, who, who stars in this film? Any local talent or is this uh, hired outside? This is It's all local talent, 100%. So we cast. So not just the, ca- not just the crew, but the cast is also local. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went 100% local with our uh, cast crew. We actually ran um, most of our auditions out of Provo. So a lot of talent that direction, um, but a lot a lot of uh, up and comers in the local market. Hannah Kay is one of our big actresses in it. Um, Lisa Tompkinson as well. Those are our two leads. Okay, and then a lot of. Um, and this is something I've been passionate about using as I do film, a lot of acting students. Oh, cool. Because, you know, they're the ones who need their opportunity. And, and being all, a film student yeah. yourself in the, in the back in the day, yeah, that's, that's a good... To have a, a local movie that a student can be part of and either A, decide, yeah, this is what I want to do with my life, or B, that was miserable, I don't want to do it anymore. That's Please important. stop throwing blood at me. <laughs> I'm out of this I'll business. I'll go work at Burger King. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm, I'm out of this. Well, fun story, our friend Adam here, who doesn't have a mic but's in studio with us, is actually in the movie as well. Are you? Okay. And spoiler alert, he does get some blood on him. Ah. Some sounds some. ominous. We won't we won't designate whose. But His parents uh, are like, look at our baby. <laughs> we're, sit, up. we're sitting there with a paintbrush, just kind of flicking him. Yeah. You know? Oh my Got gosh. A little bulge, kind of flicking. We're like, yeah, just keep doing that. You're doing what? Well, you're doing perfect. So where can people find the movie? So How can we watch it? We we don't have distribution quite yet, but the trailer um, will drop this week. Okay. Cool. And you can find it on our website is allhallowsdayeve.com. Yes, all yeah, allhallowsdayeve.com. And well, we'll make sure to get that out there for people to see. And you know what? I, I was I talked to Austin about this for the last couple of months. As he's been in a uh, production of Guys and Dolls mm-hmm. on stage, and uh, we were talking about how there is a lot of like there's so much local talent that just hearing the phrase like local production of a play or local mm-hmm. film is not a deterrent to not see a movie just go oh it's local I don't you know and that sometimes is the kind of the stigma but there's like there's so many talented people out there and this is a great chance to see you know a young filmmaker up and coming I assume and uh, lots of actors and actresses (laughs) this is his one and only film right yeah and so I I would highly and we watch a lot of local movies on the show and we enjoy uh, we enjoy most of them and um, I I would encourage anyone and I love horror movies so I'm excited to see your movie and I don't like horror movies but I commit myself to watch your movie thank you I'll watch it it. with you how about that if it's any comfort I don't like them either I don't know how I got (laughs) I was gonna say you wanna do a horror film like uh, but when someone yeah. says, hey, do you want to make a movie? And you're like, yeah. You don't yeah. Say no. yeah do you you're want like, to I'm... take my money to make a movie? You bet. You bet. Absolutely. It's about Satan. I'm there. <laughs> Sign you, me up. You know, I think this will be, you talk about how you want to do sitcoms and romantic comedies and things like that. There's, I mean, there's so many people out there that surprise you with what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Even though it's outside, like Jordan Peele is the king of horror right now, and he was doing sketch comedy five years ago. I'm know? trying to do the reverse. Right, Jordan. you're doing a reverse Jordan Peele now. So I, I think it obviously just helps being well rounded and everything. So excited sure. to see it. Should be fun. Thank Nick, you. anything else we need to let people know about All Hallows Day Eve? Uh, How no. was he in it? 
how is he in it? How did Adam's yeah, performance yeah. come across? You know, he 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 did okay. Does he die or not? Definitely room Except for improvement. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's there. He's there to get the ladies into the seats. Right, you know? right, he's, right, he's, right. He's, he's a good looking guy. Yeah, so. yeah. He's got a Zach Morris look going on right now with the bleach tips and all that. Congratulations, Nick. Thank you, and Adam. Well done, and thank you for coming into the movie zone. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hill answers. Yeah, absolutely. Layton Layton. Nick no, Jensen. Former Layton. This is too much. Now I understand why th- yep. this happened today. So. <laughs> why you are appreciative of the greatness in this room. Well, or I mean, proud. you're wearing a Brighton logo. Not, <laughs> it's I, not. Was a, I was literally about to compliment you, but I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was going to say, I won for one on Layton Laytons who are good at their jobs and good at singing and things like that, but. Well, there's others besides me. Well, Adam is one Adam as well. Adam of Fomer, This is too home. much. Yeah. You are outnumbered. You're surrounded. Surrounded. We're taking over the world. <laughs> is there a song that every Laytone learns over the course uh, of their, could you all put it together right now? Gonna build a mountain <laughs> from a little hill. <laughs> gonna build a mountain. They're laughing like Gonna know I will. <laughs> when I build that mountain, gonna build it high. I'm sorry, guys. Don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I know I'm gonna try. <laughs> yeah, you asked. Asked. Adam knows it you too. All right. All right, I did All right, ask. guys. Thanks for being here. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it. for having me. All Hallows Day Eve. We'll get the trailer out on our uh, social medias, on our website, 12azone.com, and it uh, drops next week. So uh, watch out for that trailer. And local productions, always a fan of them here on the Movie Zone. Coming up next, we'll wrap up this week's edition of the show with more compliments for me from Adrian Lizer. And I got big news that some shocking news came out about Apple and how they use their phones on movies. You're going to want to hear that, too. They're actually Samsungs. No, we'll no, tell you about it's it next. It's even worse. <laughs> on the Movie Zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment of the Movie Zone this week. Austin Horton, Adrian Leiser with you. Our thanks to Nick Jensen and Adam for coming in from uh, the movie All Hallows Day Eve. Coming out soon. Locally made movie. We'll have the trailer up as soon as it breaks next week. And they brought us the soundtrack of the week, Prince of Egypt, as well. So there you go. Time for some movie news and rumors. Adrian, you teased a big one. Yes, Austin. um, Director Ryan Johnson may have just changed movies forever based on what people are looking for until a company maybe changes their policy. Apple is the company we're talking about. And, of course, he directed... Um, Knives Out, kind of a surprise hit over the last. Getting a sequel now. We'll yeah, that's. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's kind of like um, uh, the Perot movies that the Murder on the Orient Express. Express, where it's going to be the same, same uh, detective, but a different thing, kind of completely different yeah. story. So, yeah. um, but anyway, uh, Ryan Johnson, he was doing an interview and uh, he said. Um, that many of the characters on the screen can be seen using iPhones. And then he said, I don't know if I should be saying this, but apparently Apple does not allow any villains or bad guys to use iPhones on screen in any movie. Really? So if you're watching a movie and you see someone with an iPhone, you can assume that that 
person is not the bad guy going forward <laughs> if you see a movie and it, you're trying to figure out who the bad guy is. Didn't Jeff Bridges use an iPad in one of the Iron Mans? Well, I don't know, but this is an iPhone. Oh, oh, just the just phone. The iPad is off. Yeah. You can use. I don't a know Mac, about. I don't know computer. About, right. I don't know about iPhone that. Specifically. But the iPhone okay. specifically, as of now, it is a. Uh, <laughs> From here on out. Yes. So Darth and Vader. He's, he's, would Darth Vader have been allowed an iPhone? No, he would have to be on a Samsung. But or was he a, actually a really good character? I don't know. Didn't he re, uh, redeem himself? Um, so here's what he said. He said, "Quote: Apple, they let you use iPhones in movies, but and this is very pivotal." If you're ever watching a mystery movie, bad guys cannot have iPhones on camera. Every single filmmaker who's had a bad guy in their movie that's supposed to be a secret wants to murder me right now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and of course, Apple is not. So if you see not, the guy or gal you see, on screen. If you're trying to figure out who's the bad guy, it will never be the person with the iPhone. They're rocking a droid. They're that's the one. That's who you need to be looking for. All right. I feel like that kind of ruins movies, but yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, big news. Go back for, to making bad movies. <laughs> big news for our uh, friends up in Idaho and our friends at Megaplex Theaters. Idaho Falls is getting a brand new Megaplex Theater. Uh, in De- it was announced in December, but details have been released this week. It'll have ten screens with almost a thousand all luxury leather recliners. Each cinema will have a quiet room for parents and children to watch their film, too, obviously, for the sensory uh, uh, people in the, in the crowd. The theater doesn't want there to be any waiting lines, so the lobby will offer a luxury lounge space where people can buy food and beverage instead. Mm. And the Idaho Falls lobby will offer seating options as well. Cool. So really, really exciting. Uh, Blake Anderson, president of LHM Megaplex Cedar, said they're excited to enter the Idaho Falls market. Construction team is diligently working on plans to bring a world-class building that will complement our Megaplex commitment to providing our customers with the best movie viewing experience available. Very excited. It'll open uh, in 2021. Construction is about to start spring of this year. Very cool. We have a lot of listeners in Idaho Falls. We sure do. And, uh, yeah, cool for them for getting that. Um, and you know it's going to be perfect. So It'll be a brilliant yeah. place to see a movie. Um, Austin, one of the uh, – Mulan, obviously, the live-action remake. Um, lots of controversy. Lots of controversy one. that they're not doing any music or bringing back the character Mushu. Which, oh, and I was talking more about the actress and her stance on – Hong Kong. Ah, well, yeah, that's not where I was going with oh, this. Oh, sorry. This was more on the why they Let's le- talk about things that don't matter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why they left out um, some of these things. So, no Mushu. And no music. And no music, okay? So, uh, this is a quote from the, let's see, the film, I don't know who said this, but it says, when we started make, working on this, we didn't just go back to the animated movie. We went all the way back to the Ballad of Mulan and to the many, many variations of that ballad that have been told in China since it was originally created. Uh, this is Jason Reed, producer. Okay. So, kind of going back before the animated movie, there was a movie called Mulan. And he said, but then we also looked at a couple modern film and television adaptations that had been done in China. Then we looked at the anim- animated movie, and we really sat back and thought about how we can make this movie in a way that delivers for multiple audiences. And I'll be honest, Adrian, it looks incredible. Yes, it looks good. Um, one thing to remember, yeah, and we'll talk about this when it comes out. The important distinction is don't go for a kind of a shot-for-shot remake like many of these other 
um, animated movies or uh, live actions have done, where well, they kind of recreate the animated movie. Only Lion King has really been shot for shot. But, uh, yeah, but a very similar. Like Jungle Book was kind of that way, and uh, Aladdin. They added some songs, but that was you know basically the same movie. Um, hmm. And so this is not going to have any of that. Mushu is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, but I understand what they're. That's kind of a non-answer answer anyway. But um, hmm. I, I didn't take it that way. I took it as though like Mulan is a legend. Yeah, over there in China for centuries now. And everyone here just automatically thinks of it as a Disney animation. Right. And they're trying to go more world, worldwide with it and obviously to the market in China as well. Yes, so. for sure. And I, I'm excited to see their take I on it. I am too. Yeah. It should be good. I will miss the songs, though. Well, just And Donny Osmond. Just hum them to yourself during those scenes. Because what do we all want, Austin? To get down to business? To a, defeat the Huns? A girl worth fighting for. Ah. What do we want? A girl worth fighting for. What's that guy, Harvey Firestein, that played that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to Nick Jensen and Adam from uh, All Hallows Day Eve. Yes. Make sure uh, to stay tuned for details on how and where to catch that one. Locally made film right here in Utah. And uh, thanks to you, Adrian, for thanks doing you, a fine Austin. job. You as well. Thanks to our listeners, because as Gordon Monson says, we couldn't do without you. And uh, hang in there. The jazz... It's not great. By the time the second time this airs comes maybe around, they maybe they've won. won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, fingers crossed. And now you just I, jinxed it. I and really they'll not so. win the rest of the season. Right. So. Uh, and then uh, thanks again, once again, for supporting the Hope Box Theater for throughout this whole month. And uh, appreciate it. For Adrian Lizer, I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next week on the Movie Zone.